The following program is sponsored by Grant Stern. This is the Only in Miami show, sponsored by Morningside Mortgage Corporation of Bay Harbor Islands. Tonight's show is hosted by Grant Stern. Find out more about our sponsor at www.morningsidemortgage.com. That's www.morningsidemortgage.com. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiami.co. iTunes, podcast, SoundCloud, and a whole lot more. Check it out at onlyinmiami.co. And we're back with a great show for you tonight. We're going to be speaking with two of the Miami-Dade Democratic Party's leading activists, who are seeking justice on multiple fronts. <clears throat> they are out there in the streets protesting. They are seeking out the politicians who represent all of us, asking to deliver the message that thousands of us wish to deliver to the politicians who represent us. And we will have Rafael Velasquez and later Chris Riker both joining us on the program tonight. So stay tuned for that. But in the middle of that, we've got an outstanding opportunity to speak with one of South Florida's leading educators about Moonlight. That's right, Moonlight, the movie that won the Oscars. It was not just set in Miami by two young men who grew up in Liberty City, but it was also written by one of those young men who attended the New World School of the Arts and... The New World School of the Arts is a magnet school. It is a public school. And we will be joined by one of Terrell Alvin McCraney's teachers. His name is David Quiat. He's a full professor at the New World School of the Arts. And he teaches acting and scene study. He's been a professor there for 28 years. And he's going to call in to give us some unique insight on last night's Oscar-winning Best Picture. But this is the part of the program where I get a few minutes to speak directly with you, the listening audience, about issues of importance that affect us all in South Florida and sometimes beyond. And I wanted to directly address the behavior that we have seen from Florida's junior senator, Republican Marco Rubio, over the course of the last few days. It's deeply, deeply upsetting to watch an elected official who is bound by the First Amendment use his public statements in order to seek to chill or restrain in advance the enthusiastic statements of our citizens criticizing their government. Marco Rubio went on to CBS4 yesterday and he spoke with Jim DeFeedy. And what he said was that these are real protesters, which absolutely, they are real citizens. And they're not just protesters, they're citizens airing their grievances, their First Amendment protected grievances. And then he said they're real liberal activists and they're rude. Well, Mr. Rubio, perhaps if you listen to them more carefully, they would express their message 
in a little bit calmer fashion. Unfortunately, when you tell your constituents that you're going to avoid them by going to Europe for the whole week and then suddenly arrive in town under cover of dark trying to stay out of the limelight just because you know that your constituents are upset at you, well, that's going to inflame passions too. So you should expect that kind of response. But the First Amendment does not allow you, Mr. Rubio, to choose based on the content of the message who is allowed to speak with you. And you have just indicated in your interview that you've expressed that the content of activists, the content of activists' messages, it's progressive or liberal. Therefore, it's rude. And that means only one thing. It means that you're seeking to shut down debate. You're seeking to restrain people from expressing these opinions, which you disagree with plainly because you wouldn't bring it up otherwise. We didn't hear you uh, eight years ago saying these people are rude and they're activists and they're Tea Party people. And for that reason, uh, they're rude. Uh, you shouldn't go to a town hall with them. I mean, Mr. Christ, you should stay away from these people. They're not good for you. No. When Marco Rubio ran for the Senate in 2009 and 2010, he took advantage of a wave of activism. And now that he's facing that same thing, he is seeking to shut people down. And when I say seeking to shut people down, I mean this is a prelude to using Gestapo tactics. And I'm sorry, Mr. Rubio, if you feel offended by that kind of phrase, but there's only one way to call it when you have politicians who are trying to shut down or censor the media. It's heavy-handed. It's wrong. It should not be done. Our politicians in, in the United States are restrained by the First Amendment. It makes you a public official, a public servant, and subject to the First Amendment. So this attack on activism, this attack on progressivism, this is not just politics as usual. It goes beyond. It is a prior restraint on the free speech of hundreds, if not thousands, or maybe even millions of Floridians. And I urge Marco Rubio to recant those words publicly and to swear that he will not skip town hall meetings just because he may not like what he's going to be told by his constituents. Because I'll tell you one last thing, Mr. Rubio. Nobody has ever won the presidency when they've lost their home state and lost their home county in the most recent elections. And you would not either. And we'll be right back. on point and a walk is mean the crowd parts like the sea they can look but a touch they can only dream he loves a challenge so he licks his lips he's inspired by her arrogance his first words make her body tense she can't leave cause she feels his strength now she can't help but listen 
She's down to her last defense and she says, why you being so persistent? He says, I speak what I want into existence. She never heard a man talk like this. Never seen somebody so confident. Driven to the point of death. Guess what he wants, even if it means no rest. The sweetest taste. He left her heart with a warm embrace. He took her mind to another place, and the effects lasted for days. No ordinary love story exists that could illustrate how the spark was lit and why his love gave a spirit a lift. The puzzle piece just perfectly fits. But with the sunshine came the rain, pouring down great clouds of pain. Everything started to change. After that, he was never the same. She still burned to the very end. Left her with the power within All the fears blew away with the wind She was stronger than she'd ever been Welcome back this is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiami.co. iTunes, podcast, SoundCloud, a whole lot more. Check it out at onlyinmiami.co. And we're back with Rafael A. Velasquez. He is a member of the Board of Trustees for the Florida Democratic Party. Rafael, thank you so much for joining me on the program today. <clears throat> my, my great pleasure to be here, uh, Grant. So, Rafael, tell our audience a little bit about your political activities with the Miami-Dade Democratic Party, because you also live here in Miami Beach, right? That's right. I live in Miami Beach, and I'm currently the finance chair of the Miami-Dade Democratic Party. Basically, uh, you know, I raise money for the Miami-Dade Democratic Party as I raised money for the Florida Democratic Party, or as I raised money last year for the Hillary Clinton uh, campaign. That's what I what I do. But uh, there's certainly much more than <clears throat> than raising money that needs to be done, and that's what I'm going to do. Well, I've seen you out there, especially on Facebook. I think anybody who's following you on Facebook has seen it. Um, but I've seen you out there at the protests and making speeches and at the rallies. So tell our audience a little bit about your recent political activities protesting the new administration in Washington. Well, I believe that we entered a, a, a very uh, concerning and a very difficult stage in our uh, national political history. And I believe that, you know, for any uh, concerned and uh, you know, preoccupied a citizen it is almost imperative that we <clears throat> that we uh, keep that uh, administration on on their toes and on their guards. We need to be very alert what's happening every day. You know, as as we see, we have a we have a president who is trying to run the country in a di- dictatorial, nearly fascist style by uh, releasing new executive orders every day, and uh, that uh, that just uh, um, you know, tells us a lot about the state of mind of of this president and uh, uh, his administration, and uh, shows us that we really need to be, uh, you know, standing up to him and the administration, and we need to to engage the public and to get the people involved because that's what it's all about. That people come out and that they uh, are visible in their resistance. So, uh, I mean, we're talking about 
multiple events that you've been to, but one in particular really stood out to me, um, and, and it, it, it's a video that really went viral last week. Uh, so let's talk uh-huh. about that, because you actually showed up sure. with a big blank check to Florida International University and confronted Marco Rubio. Tell me a little bit about what we all saw on that video. What did you guys talk about? Yeah, what we, what we realized uh, was that uh, what I and, uh, and a number of activists realized was that uh, Mr. Rubio, Senator Rubio, he, uh, he was not willing to hold any town halls and uh, hear his constituents' concerns. And so we said, well, if he is not willing to attend any town halls, then we have to bring the town hall to him. Uh, since uh, we knew that he was, that he is teaching a class at Florida International University, uh, we took that opportunity and basically went with a large blank check over there uh, in order to uh, to hand it to Mr. Rubio in order to to get him committed to protect uh, the Affordable Care Act, to protect our Social Security and Medicare, uh, as we know that uh, Senator Rubio. Uh, that's the best way that um, that he can be engaged and, uh, and be, a, he can be convinced to to vote for certain issues. And so, the, we, since we know that money talks with him, we had to bring that check. So, yeah, I mean, the the check was like was a great prop. Uh, did he actually like you know remark about it, or did he ask you to fill it out? <laughs> no, of course, it was more symbolic in nature, and and I actually. Um, when I when I tried to uh, you know give him the check, he <clears throat> he asked me for some respect, and uh, and then and, and we engaged in a conversation, in which he um, <clears throat> uh, elaborately discussed with me and explained that um, he campaigned against Obamacare, and that now that he won the election, he feels that he has a mandate to repeal Obamacare. And that he uh, he is not uh, motivated to have any town halls to uh, to see people that get rude and stupid with him, and basically will um, will uh, not agree with his political stance and to ask for uh, representation. And um, I explained to to Senator Rubio that I personally was affected by uh, by any potential repeal. Uh, of uh, the ACA since um, my family and I we are covered under the ACA happily since its inception and we uh, for the first time we have health insurance since then but uh, he uh, tried to explain to me that the premiums were too high for me and that's therefore it would be in my best interest to to support his uh, repeal of Obamacare uh, I had to tell him that my premiums were in town this year because I uh, I just changed the insurance plan, and uh, we have a great choice of different different plans, different selection of different plans, so that it uh, actually was very uh, very easy to maintain a, a good health insurance for us. And of course, uh, Senator Rubio was not very um, pleased to hear that, and uh, he um, back to differ uh, from the facts that I uh, had uh, disclosed to him and. And he said that many others don't feel that way, which for me just just uh, goes to the point that most people that complain about 
Obamacare or also known as Affordable Care Act, most people that complain about it complain about it because they are not enrolled and they don't actually know what it is about and they don't know how it works and functions. Well, let's let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about that for Uh, a second. So I think that most people don't realize that we're all on Obamacare now, right? I I think um, many are on Obamacare. There are some people... No, but really, like, we're all on Obamacare in the sense that there's just a certain set of minimum standards that everybody's policy has now. Right. Uh huh. Okay. Yes. I mean, there's there's a requirement that insurers have to insure everybody, right? That's Obamacare. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, insurers Actually, have to uh, keep people people's children on until they're 26. That's Obamacare. You know, all those features right. are they're they're just everybody's insurance, not just Obamacare policies, right? Absolutely. And the senator actually he took an issue with that because he said that minimum those minimum health care standards or medical insurance standards that are now mandated by uh, by Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act, that that's actually a, a burden that shouldn't be placed on people because because they should have the right to just uh, insure uh, much less and pay less of a premium, which uh, I told them was, uh, uh, was completely, you know, uh, ineffective because uh, the premiums were low and much better benefits were offered under those um, mandated minimum standards that uh, insurance companies needed to provide. Basically, on Obamacare, you know, uh, uh, the consumers are protected and insurance companies are forced into providing us with a a minimum medical uh, uh, coverage that we we need to to make a daily... uh, um, uh, daily coverage feasible for us. So, Rafael, what did you feel like when he, Senator Rubio said that town halls are bad because people are rude? Well, uh, Senator Rubio, I noticed he, he is what, what I would call a professional politician. You know, so he basically he smiles at you and chuckles with you even when he openly lies to you or when he openly disagrees with you. You know, he wants to remain very, very charming and, and, and you know, very, very uh, impressive, you know. But uh, I felt, you know, that uh, that he uh, had this uh, intellectual, uh, you know, condescending attitude that basically he would not listen to anybody that would know who doesn't agree with him. You know, uh, unfortunately, uh, a phenomenon that... Uh, you know, most people in the Republican Party have in common these days from the very top up, uh, from the very top down. And so uh, so that's, uh, that's what I felt. Uh, that it became very, very uh, uh, sadly clear to me that, that Senator Rubio, unless you walk into his office with really a big check and, uh, and uh, try to convince him that way to vote for any of your issues, that otherwise with a... With a with a normal you know constituent you know claim or, or opinion, you don't really have any any uh, any position to tell them anything because your voice is basically completely disregarded. Well, Raphael, uh, thanks for calling in. I'd like you to stick around. We're going to bring you back for just a few more minutes after the break. Does that sound good? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Okay. We'll have Rafael Velasquez with us after the break and we'll be right back. This is the only 
in Miami. So... Mama always said we were royalty. She even said it's staring in the face of poverty. Is that insanity or vanity? I think it's nothing but the power of the mind. Believe she put it in me. Because I live on my dreams. I give my fantasies wings. One day I'm gonna be king. I'm gonna make that woman so proud of a son. I know you heard about changes. Go change. One question. Will you be there? Will you be there? I'll be there with my hands held high in the air. Like a champion. Cause I'm the man to win. Never fold my cards Focus my mind and don't take my eyes Off the prize Cause life is a pick up and I You're here then you're gone Off to the other side My time is a gift and I use it I spend every day making beautiful music But you don't have to hold the tune To serenade a room Just to highlight like noon Even in the gloom Darkest clouds never block the sun Just rise above it Welcome back This is the Only in Miami show And I'm your host Grant Stern You can find me on Twitter At Grant Stern And everything about the show At www.onlyinmiami.com CEO, iTunes, Podcast, SoundCloud, and a whole lot more. Check it out at onlyinmiami.co. And we're back with Rafael Velasquez. He is a, the finance chair for the Miami-Dade Democratic Party and a trustee for the Florida Democratic Party. Rafael, thank you so much for joining us on the program tonight. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Grant. So, Rafael, you live on Miami Beach, and you wanted to share with our audience, I've been told, uh, an announcement about your intentions to run for elected office. So here's your shot. You have the floor, sir. Well, thank you very much, Grant. Thank you so much. As I had mentioned in the last segment, you know, we live in very, uh, very important uh, times, uh, political times, and I believe that uh, all of us, all of us that we are concerned with the direction the nation is going and need to need to take a, an active role and be engaged in our community and in our uh, in our neighborhood in order to make a positive difference. It's now more important than ever. And uh, I realized that uh, although I I raised a lot of money for uh, for the Democratic Party uh, on the state level and um, county level. I, uh, I realized that there's much more work that needs to be done than um, than fundraising, and so one of the things that I that I did was I uh, stood up and uh, helped organize rallies, and I've always been, you know, <clears throat> at the forefront of those uh, of those uh, actions that uh, hold our public or elected officials accountable. And so, <clears throat> with that in mind, I came to the conclusion that the best role for me, particularly in my community, Miami Beach is at that point to jump into the ring and to uh, run for Miami Beach City Commission and uh, try to make a positive difference for me and my community, my neighborhood. I lived here on and off since 1993. It's a long time, and I've seen how the, how the city has evolved over, over decades, and it is definitely um, uh, a great privilege to live here, and, uh, and I hope that uh, 
that uh, we'll be able to accomplish great things. So have you uh, determined which seat you'll be running for in Miami Beach? Uh, which seat number? I'm I'm looking okay. I'm looking at uh, two different groups uh, okay. at this point, and uh, I will uh, I will be having some interesting important conversations with uh, close friends of mine before I make the final decision on which group I'm going to file. But uh, as I, as I said, it is a it is going to be a, a, a very uh, important decision and a very important time for me to reach out to my neighbors, to my community, and knock on doors. And make sure that we get people involved, you know, because this is not not just about me and being elected. It's rather about our community being alert, and our community is standing up for for the things that we that we believe are necessary. You know, uh, just a few days ago, we had a, a, a shocking event here on the beach. Tell me about a, it. Uh, yeah, we had like a um, so so-called like hate vandalism, hate crime on, oh, yeah. on the beach, and we, we have seen those things nationally, that uh, people would uh, well, paint sword stickers on, on temples or, or like, uh, you know, with the key, key cars and paint spray uh, sword stickers on cars. And so that happened here in, in mid-beach. You know, it's a largely Jewish community. That's right. And uh, I, I think it's very uh, it's shocking to to our neighbors and shocking to me that we have such a, a dark and uh, a hateful element uh, living among us. And, you know, that's, a, that's something that we need to be all, you know, very cognizant of and to stand, stand up against. And, uh, you know, uh, and I believe that uh, my campaign will give me the opportunity to reach out to our different communities and, and see how we can improve all our lives and uh, basically fight back, fight back against hate, fight back against fear, fight back against xenophobia and, and all these other, um, uh, you know, uh, bad, uh, bad uh, aspects of life that we are living these days. So, Raphael, uh, now that we've got you on the radio, where can our listening audience reach out if they'd like to speak with you and learn more about the activism that you're involved in or if they'd like to speak with you about your plan to run for Miami Beach City Commission? Uh, well, you know, at this point I'm very accessible, you know, and people can reach out to me directly. Okay, where can they uh, find they, you on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram? Yes, they can, they can find me on Facebook, you know. I'm, I'm openly on the Facebook, on the Rafael A. Velasquez, or you look uh, up my email, which is R, uh, like Rafael, V, like Victor, at Sunset Realty Group, that is a real estate company that I have. So again, it's RV at Sunset Realty Group. No, Sunset Realty Miami, I'm sorry. RV right. at if, if you go to Facebook.com slash Rafael Velasquez Miami, right? Yeah, that's Rafael Velasquez. Facebook.com yeah, slash Rafael Velasquez Miami. That's why you find me on Facebook. And of course, if you want to talk to me directly, you can reach me on my cell phone. My cell phone is 305. 303-9098, again, 305-303-9098, and I really look forward to talking to each and every one of you, especially if you live in Miami Beach and if you have concerns and suggestions what we need to change, what we need to do, how we can improve our neighborhoods and uh, our quality of life, 
Uh, I don't have all the answers, but I, I want to listen to what you have to say so that I can speak up for all, all of us. Well, Raphael, thank you so much for joining me on the program tonight. Thank you for the opportunity, Grant. And we'll be right back. This is the Only in Miami show. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiami.co, iTunes, podcast, SoundCloud, and a whole lot more. Check it out at onlyinmiami.co. And we're back with David Quiet. He is a theater professor at the New World School of the Arts in downtown Miami. David, thank you so much for joining me on the program tonight. My pleasure, Grant. So, David, tell our audience a little bit about the New World School of the Arts. It's a public school in downtown Miami. A lot of people here have heard of it, but some people may have not. Well, it's not only a public school, it's also uh, a BFA program through the University of Florida. It's totally unique in the country in that someone could actually start in ninth grade and go all the way through to senior year in college and get a BFA from the University of Florida, although all the training takes place In downtown Miami, we're conservatory, so we have the music department, we have visual arts, theater, and dance. And I'm uh, with the theater division. How long have you been with the theater division at New World School of the Arts, David? I got there a year after it started, so this is my 28th year. Wow. Yeah. That's great. So, I mean, there's a lot of famous alumni at the New World School of the Arts, but there's one in particular who we had to call you about today. And I think a lot of people in Miami have heard about this but a film set in Miami, by the, and the, the screenplay was adapted from the story of a New World grad, just won Best Motion Picture last night. It did. I mean, this is, this is international news. And, um, and in his acceptance speech, Terrell McCraney said, this is for the 305, quote-unquote. That's what he said last night in, on the Oscars, that um, he grew up in Overtown, um, he and this is a story about Miami, and it's a terrific movie, and um, it's just winning all kinds of awards. He just uh, picked up, uh, I think they got eight uh, awards through the Spirit Awards, which That's is right. They was, did very well at the Spirit Awards this year. Yeah, and that was just the night before the Oscars, uh, the Independent Film um, 
festival, uh, and, and he's just an amazing human being. I taught him 11th grade acting back in about 1998. And, and we're talking he, about Terrell Alvin McCraney. Yes. It's his yes. life story that was adapted into the screenplay for Moonlight. Exactly. And, um, and he, he's such a, an amazing human being. He's, he has the Midas touch. I mean, he is a member of the Steppenwolf um, Theatre Company in Chicago. He has worked as a dramaturg in, uh, in London at the Royal Shakespeare. He um, has had productions done at the Public Theatre in New York City. It goes on and on and on. He's a MacArthur Genius Fellow recipient uh, about three years ago. And he will be in the fall. He's going to be the chair of the Department of Playwriting at Yale. Wow! And, I mean, That's, all I mean, is, that, those are all like each. Just getting one of those is actually extremely distinctive. Like just being a theater performer at the Royal Shakespeare Company, or just being a MacArthur genius. Yeah, is a very yeah. distinguished thing all by itself. There are people that just achieve that. So exactly. Oh, he he's just a terrific human being. And he he has uh, really uh, never forgotten his roots, as you can tell from the movie, because the movie's all about his roots. But uh, here at New World, because he was a high school student at New World uh, just a month ago, literally a month ago, he came back to do a fundraiser for our 30th anniversary. And we did a stage reading of two of his plays. And he uh, was an actor in one of them. He flew in people from all over the country who um, uh, had been in these productions, as well as uh, in incorporating alumni from New World to be part of this. And this was, uh, my gosh, this was just uh, five weeks ago. And, you know, and let, it, me, but let me interrupt you there. Mm -hmm. You make a good point that people may not realize about Mr. McCraney. He's, he's not just a movie guy. He's actually a playwright, not just an actor, not just somebody who's had his, his personal story turned into an Oscar-winning movie, but he's also a playwright, correct? Oh, absolutely. He's foremost a playwright because he, his plays have been done um, literally all over the world, but uh, certainly I went to see a production ahead of passes with um, – uh, stars were in that. Uh, uh, Rashad, Felice Rashad. Am I saying the name correctly? Yeah, she, yeah. she had this. She had the starring role, and that was at the Public Theater last May. And he's had productions done at the Guthrie Theater in Minnesota, uh, at Steppenwolf in Chicago. He's a member of Steppenwolf, and um, at Royal Shakespeare Company. So uh, he is foremost a playwright, and um, but he he comes back here, and our dean was just telling us the story about she was leaving school at about 7 at night, and this is probably in late November, early December, and saw Terrell at school as she's leaving, and said, Terrell, what are you doing here? She, he was helping uh, a high school senior with her audition material to get into college. And not only that, Terrell has created a uh, foundation that uh, will allow people who don't have the monies to fly to different uh, cities to audition for schools for, um, as being an actor to continue their education. So he's created a fund so people who don't have the money can go and audition and, um, because that takes, that takes money to be able to fly to L.A. or to New York or to Chicago to audition for schools. And our students are constantly, as seniors, they're constantly going around the country uh, auditioning for different uh, theater programs to continue their theater education. No, it's amazing. I mean, it's great that he's still involved in the community as well because you hear about all these accolades 
but he definitely sounds like somebody who's not forgotten where he came from. Oh, it, it's that's the, he is so authentic, and he. I think it's his mission to keep his feet on the ground, and to uh, he has a humility, but uh, he he is just a, an extraordinary human being. And of course, all of us here at school are just ecstatic of of about the Oscars last night. And, uh, and for all of his good fortune, and it's so well-deserved. And I remember when I saw uh, Moonlight at the Colony Theater about uh, six weeks ago, they did, had a presentation for people involved with the film. And he was sitting about 15 feet to my left. And it was an uncomfortable experience because what you see on the screen is uh, a tough, tough life. It's very in, uh, in Overtown, and there he was, literally 15 feet away from me. And I, and even though I knew what the movie was about, it, it really impacted me. Realized, oh my gosh, I'm really seeing his life, and he's sitting right there. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I think that what you bring up highlights the most important part of of a theater production, which is that it brings you into somebody else's life, and you can find mm -hmm. some understanding. Because that's that's sorely lacking these days. People understanding what it's like um, to have a little bit more difficult time of things. Absolutely, and he he uh, you know Terrell he struggled when he was here at school. He came from poverty, and he came from uh, a place where um, he has not forgotten that, and he wants to be able to give back. And that can be a cliche, the sense of giving back to the community. But he he is so authentic. And he's so serious, as as witnessed by, you know, Ardine leaving at 7 p.m. at night, and there he is wanting to help this high school senior to get into a, to a college program. So uh, we have a lot to be proud of, and uh, I know we're going to be hearing a lot more of him in the future as well, because he he's just a dynamo, and he he's just has uh, the talent, and he's got the drive, and he has the sensitivity, and you put those three together. What can stop you? And I, I think that we're going to hear a lot more about New World School of the Arts students in the future, because well, I think there's a lot I of great ones there, right? Today, well, it's been 30 years that have graduated, you know, and we've been we've been really, really had. Uh, now we've got that synergy. We've got that uh, critical mass, as you know, one might say that uh, after all these years of, of people really being able to get out to L.A., getting to New York, and uh, things are happening, and they're happening all the time for us. And it's a terrific program. You know, I've been here 28 years. I have colleagues who've been here almost as long as I have. And none of us want to leave because there is just a creative energy literally in the air every day when you come to work here. And it's been a really special, special experience to be part of it. And then for, to be able to, to witness what Terrell has accomplished just, you know, is the icing on the cake. That's awesome. Well, David, thank you so much for joining us on the program tonight. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you, Grant. And we'll be right back. This is the Only in Miami show.
Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlymiami.co, iTunes, Podcast, SoundCloud, and a whole lot more. Check it out at onlyinmiami.co. And we're back live with Chris Riker. Chris is a Miami-Dade Democratic Party activist, and he has been fighting County Hall on their efforts to turn over Miami-Dade residents to the deportation authorities of ICE. Chris, thank you so much for joining me on the program tonight. Thanks for having me, Grant. So, Chris, tell me about your efforts to oppose Donald Trump's uh, what he calls a crackdown, but a really very illegal executive order against cities who do not do the bidding of the federal government. Absolutely. Uh, you know, let me start by saying that, you know, this is a, a, a collective effort, no doubt. You know, there are great lawyers at the ACLU, organizers at SEIU, and just, uh, you know, from the new Florida majority onward, there are a ton of organizations alongside of the Democratic Party that are working really hard to, uh, to really oppose what is a constitutional challenge coming from the executive branch uh, telling the municipal government what to do. Um, and, you know, there's a, a lot of talk about what is a sanctuary city, what isn't a sanctuary city. Um, but, it, you know, a lot of times when people refer to sanctuary cities, they uh, think of uh, a city that doesn't let the federal government deport any of its residents. Uh, that's not true. Um, really, uh, cities can't stop the feds from enforcing immigration laws. But the, the term in, in, a, in the plainest legal sense refers to cities that limit uh, when they actually help the federal government uh, through, through ICE agents detain uh, undocumented immigrants. Now, let's talk um, about that. You mentioned that term, undocumented immigrants. But a lot of news outlets say illegal immigrants. Why, what's the distinction there? Why is that important? Um, so from, from the Geneva Conventions to, to the UN to, to even, uh, you know, uh, legislation that we've seen in the United States and, and treaties we've signed, uh, being a person, uh, breathing, uh, you know, encroaching on, an, on, a, on a fake line, if you will, uh, isn't uh, necessarily a crime in the criminal sense. It's a, it's a civil violation. Um, so, so, so basically, it, it, being in the country without the proper immigration paperwork is not a crime. It's just a civil offense, you're saying? Correct. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's in the same category as, let's say, uh, taking somebody to court over libel or slander. Okay. And I gotcha. so, you know, people don't face jail time for that. But um, uh, It's civil. That's civil. Exactly. Um, it's it, much like a small claims court, like a Judge Judy, um, and or or a Judge Wapner. Who we have locally, to we have to give a little bit of exactly. play. Where this comes yeah. into play locally is uh, mostly to do with uh, county-run detention centers, right? Um, and you know the the constitutional holdup comes in in two folds: one with with a warrant, and and second um, when we're asking local police officers and local jails to hold these immigrants that would otherwise uh, be released within that 48-hour time frame. Right. I mean, as, as I've been told, the dispute is not just – I mean, the county is already turning over anybody who is dangerous, uh, anybody who's on a non-bondable offense. So in other words, if somebody was uh, accused of murder or rape or arson, 
Um, right. Yes. Uh, certain certain levels of felonies above above, I believe, level uh, third third degree felonies or something like that. Uh, right. So is, so so it's not like the city, the county was just you know holding on to everybody because they're criminal, but they're rather saying, well, if this person got a traffic ticket, we're not going to turn them over to ICE. Right, and there's there's also been distinctions made at the county level by uh, by Commissioner Levine Cava. Um, that distinct both to the public and the federal government that Miami uh, Dade County never was uh, a sanctuary city by the by the uh, uh, social context that describes it today, uh, okay. and we're also not a city. That's true. We're a county, not a city. Right. So you know the the city of Miami, for example. Um, which which has uh, voted to to protect its 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 immigrants right. um, has certain charter uh, leeway under the Miami Dade County Charter to uh, kind of shirk what the county is doing to help the federal government because as a separate city they still have some some congressional uh, congressional some constitutional leeway here. Right. So. Let's recap for those in the audience who aren't aware of what's been going on at County Hall, what went down. Because I'm going to start with what happened in the past. In 2013, our county commission uh, basically said, unless they're a dangerous felon, um, you know, don't turn people over to ICE. And then the mayor uh, stepped up and, and said, whatever Trump says, I'm going to go along with. That was a few weeks ago. And then Correct. the Friday before last, there was a meeting at County Hall. What was the result? Uh, so the meeting was uh, directly to, to uh, you know, give uh, the public reasonable uh, access to making their opinions heard before the county commission. Um, and they were voting on, uh, like you mentioned earlier, the, the mayor's decision to uh, go along with Trump because it still has to go through the county commission. Um, right, they because there was already existing legislation that said don't do this. Correct. The mayor said I want to do this, and, and the commission. And so the county commission had to vote separately to go against what they're do what they've done since 2013 and change their policy. And what did the county commission vote to do? Uh, exactly that, um, and you know, put the put the county at at a certainly uh, danger of of you know being being the uh, target of certain uh, court cases that have uh, been filed already by by entities like the ACLU. Gotcha. So I mean, are they so it was a nine to three vote um, with so, commissioners so... Levine Cava? Uh, Suarez and Monastine uh, all voting to uh, continue what we've been doing since 2013 because we were already in compliance with all federal laws. Right. So, so the other commissioners voted. Then you're saying to, uh, you know, turn over everybody that ICE asks for prosecu- you know, for prosecution for deportation. In other words, to become an enhanced deportation county. Is that effectively what they've done? Yes, um, although to, to be as, as fair as humanly possible, the mayor would rebut that there is uh, certain discretion that he will still be taking uh, as, as the mayor of the county. That remains to be seen, but that is, that is the mayor's word. 
Well, does that mean the mayor is going to be reviewing everybody who goes into the jail to decide who gets deported and who stays? I mean, I, I don't understand. On how paper, that would it would have to, um, but but it wouldn't be um, far fetched to to gather that no, that wouldn't actually happen. Mm. So, Chris, you're out in the field. What are you doing to fight this unfair decision? Uh, so you know we're we're basically going out and 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 putting boots to pavement and letting letting residents know um, you know a how to how to keep themselves defended with you know very easy to read infographics that the ACLU has helped uh, put together um, that that define you know what what your rights are when an uh, when an ICE official comes to your door um, and we're also uh, from an organizing sense putting together. Um, accountability committees for all nine of the uh, county commissioners that voted um, against the best interests of the county by, uh, by, by giving in to Trump. Well, but, I read that there's a, a tourism boycott that's bubbling against Miami-Dade County because yes, of this and, and we have seen since, since not only Trump's election um, nationally overall, uh, lower tourism rates in the United States, but more acutely in Miami, uh, since since this uh, basic deportation force has been authorized through our police officers, um, you know there has been much less tourism from from our from our more visited countries, ranging from Brazil um, to the UAE and and really all all across the the, the world. You know, Miami is is a hub for tourism, a hub for diversity, and you know, with uh, with an economy that that relies on tourism and immigrants coming here to to make a new life for themselves, it's uh, it's you know, just from a numbers and and dollars and cents standpoint, uh, hard to justify. Right. I mean, that's that's the bigger issue that that I'm concerned about as a resident, which is that our local economy depends on tourism. So if we're relaxing protections for people from other countries, doesn't that make Miami a less desirable destination? Because without a doubt, and you've yeah. seen Bayside Marketplace have lower have lower revenue uh, streams from from the res- restaurants to the shops. Um, you've seen uh, you know condos that are bought by people that are residents of other countries but want to have uh, a home that they own. Uh, for vacationing, those those rates have declined, and it's it's uh, you know you're going to see it hit local businesses first, which is why residents should be alarmed because Walmart's going to be fine. But uh, actually, Walmart is very upset about Republican plans today. Let me tell you, Walmart yeah, and, and Target and both true. oppose the import taxes that the Trump administration and House Republicans are proposing, which is very true. And uh, you know, there, the the larger point is that that larger conglomerates will be able to weather the storm uh, much better than 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 local businesses will. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, if every if all these different local businesses are all having problems at the same time, um, what I fear will happen, and I believe that the first quarter numbers will show, is that the economy will start rapidly contracting, and when you have two quarters of contraction. That is what is called a recession, like two quarters, right. and, consecutive and, quarters of economic contraction. So, it and remains, that yeah. that leads into job loss. That's um, right. 
which, you know, affects citizens, uh, you know, just as much as it would affect, uh, you know, people that are are uh, immigrants here. That's very, very true. It affects people uh, regardless of race, color or creed. Chris, where can our audience find out a little bit more about your efforts? Because you work with several different groups. Where, where can Absolutely. they find out more um, and where can they get involved? Uh, to get involved, you know, uh, MiamiDadeDems.org is, is, is a great place to start. Uh, ACLUFL.org is also uh, another great place to start. And, you know, most of, uh, most of us have Facebook now. And so, um, you know, there are, there are groups such as the Miami-Dade Activism Calendar um, that uh, show resistance events and uh, organizing rallies and also roundtable discussions with uh, local elected officials to really, you know, take our voice back and really start holding these elected officials accountable because at the end of the day, they work for us. That's absolutely 100% correct. At the end of the day, they do work for us. Chris, do you have a Twitter or Instagram account you'd like to give out as well so people can contact you after the program? Uh, I personally do not. Okay. Um, but uh, if if you if you log on to uh, at Miami Dade Dems on Twitter, we uh, okay. we definitely respond back as an organization. All righty. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining me on the program tonight. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely, Grant. Thanks for having me. All righty. Well, that's all the program that we have for tonight. But I wanted to take a minute to make some disclosures and to speak directly with you, the audience, one last time before the end of the program today, and to tell you guys that I am a member of the Dade Count, uh, the, the Democratic Executive Committee for the state of Florida and that we did have two guests that are both members of the Miami-Dade Democratic Party today. I'd also like to tell you guys that I am on the Executive Board of Directors for the New World School of the Arts Alumni Foundation. I'm an alumni of New World, and it was a pleasure to have David Hyatt on as a guest today to discuss Moonlight, which just won the Oscar and featured Miami as its setting. It's a great Miami story. I hope you guys all check it out and we will be back next monday night with another fantastic show for you so in the meantime stay tuned stay in the game keep resisting and reach out to me on twitter at grant stern and let me know what you thought of tonight's broadcast and we'll be back next monday night this is the only in miami show